Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. U.S. stocks, little changed. S&P and the Dow advanced by one-tenth of one percent, up two points on the S&P to 24.28. The Dow gained 29 to 21,703, up one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ fell three points, down about one-tenth of one percent. The 10-year up 3.30 seconds, yield there 2.18%. Gold up 5.10 the ounce to 12.93, up 4.10 to 1%. And West Texas Intermediate Crude down 2.3%, down a dollar ten a barrel to 47.41. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. If you want to invest in real estate but don't want to own the property, you might try investing in a real estate investment trust or REIT. That's according to Joel Beam. He's managing director and senior portfolio manager at Salient, which operates a fund of REITs in an industry with a trillion-dollar market cap. It really reflects the Main Street property market. So there are shopping centers, uh, office buildings, warehouses, uh, specialty reach like things that own like prisons, for instance. I mean, there's all manner of commercial property available in that trillion-dollar market. And Beam says there is some opportunity right now, especially in commercial real estate that involves the retail industry. The prices have generally been a little bit homogenous over the last few years, and this year, particularly with the retail sector, you see getting knocked out of bed. It's been a really interesting opportunity to pick up some stock. And Beam says hotels could also be a great real estate investment right now. And that's your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. This is Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Masser, my co-host Corey Johnson, off today. Well, President Trump delivering an address to the nation this evening on strategy, his strategy, the administration's strategy in Afghanistan. Let's talk a little bit about that and some more news out of the nation's capital. Isaac Poltansky is Senior Vice President and Policy Analyst at Compass Point Research and Trading from the nation's capital, along with Talu Alarunipa. He's White House reporter at Bloomberg News, joining us from our Washington, D.C. Bureau. Talu, let's start with you. Uh, big speech. This is a big deal for the president this evening. Uh, that's exactly right. The president has not done very many primetime addresses to the nation. This is uh, just one of a couple that he's done since taking office, and it's uh, about a very major national security issue, Afghanistan, um, a, a war that has gone on for more than 16 years, becoming America's longest war, uh, lasting through two presidencies, and now President Trump is firmly uh, in charge of what happens in Afghanistan, and it appears that we have been losing ground uh, even as uh, U.S. Uh, forces have left. So now, you know, the large, uh, what he's largely expected to do is to announce more troops, more Americans going over into Afghanistan to try to shore up the Afghan forces as they take on the Taliban. And that is something that is, uh, and somewhat in contrast to what he said on the campaign trail, where he said he was going to get the U.S. out of uh, all of these foreign entanglements and spend that money back at home, it does appear that he has realized that uh, the complexities of, of pulling out of, of a war as president uh, and allowing things to sort of uh, disintegrate on, on his watch would potentially be disastrous. So he's uh, likely to make a change and, and, and call for more troops going into war. And also perhaps to Lou, uh, a sign of the difference between being a political candidate, a presidential candidate and being president. That's exactly right. Uh, on the campaign trail, we heard all of these 
bombastic promises from the president about how he was going to uh, have so many wins that the American people were going to be tired of winning and how things would be so easy and how uh, all the politicians that came before him were just not smart enough. Uh, now the, the reality of governing is that these challenges are complex and uh, there are no easy fixes and sometimes you have to make hard choices including ones that could result in uh, more uh, American soldiers going into harm's way. So it's uh, likely to be a somber speech. We don't expect the president to uh, to, to to leave his uh, his uh, his Mm-hmm. His speech and his the, the words that are written for him too much. We don't don't expect him to veer too much from the prepared remarks. Um, but it's going to be a speech where you know he's going to be firmly taking the position of commander in chief and making a choice that uh, will impact both uh, individual Americans and U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East. We can hear the president's address on Afghanistan from Fort Myer uh, in Arlington, Virginia. That's uh, this evening at 9 p.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Radio and Bloomberg Television. Isaac Bolton. Come on in on this. Uh, how significant is this speech from your perspective? I agree that this is another instance where we've seen President Trump, President Trump's rhetoric as more tough than his actual policy uh, decisions. We've seen it with NATO. We've seen it with NAFTA. And I think we're seeing it again here with the Afghanistan speech. And it goes to a point that, that clients have asked about regularly, which is, Who's winning within the White House? Is it the globalists or the populists? And is it the corporatists or is it the nationalists? And we've really used those frameworks to try to uh, assign uh, winners and losers within the policymaking apparatus. And I, I think it's become clear that at least on foreign policy issues, whether it's trade now with the president tempering his statements on China or the ongoing NAFTA negotiations, or the Afghanistan decision, that the president's foreign policy uh, decisions have been tempered by uh, his advisors within the West Wing. The question is still, what is he going to do domestically, and whether his domestic advisors will be able to temper him uh, similarly. Do you think, though, important to and for the president, even if it's for perception, to move beyond the volatility, if you will, that we got from the last week. I think, I think that's something. Yeah. yeah, I think that's something all of us would like, but I'm just not sure that's where we're going to be. Yeah. I, I think that um, there's going to be a somber. I agree, it will be a somber speech tonight, and he's going to stick to the prepared remarks. Mm-hmm. But then he's flying to Arizona for tomorrow for a campaign-style event where. Goodness knows he could come out and uh, offer offer uh, an endorsement for the sitting Republican senator's um, primary challenger. He could pardon Sheriff Joe Apio. He could demand border wall funding, which would further heighten the risk of a, of a fiscal um, mistake at the end of September where the government shuts down. Tulu- so the whipsawing is going to continue. Right. Tulu, this is an individual who... I'm not being judgmental, but he likes to be on the campaign trail. What has changed? You're there at the White House, uh, and you've been covering it, you know, uh, since the president uh, came into uh, Washington. What's changed, if anything, in kind of the mood, the temperament within the administration and the White House specifically? 
Uh, well, it's, it, there have not been very many changes to the president himself. He's still sort of that bombastic type of leader who says what's on his mind and occasionally goes against his own advisors. We have seen his cast of advisors change. We've seen the exit of Steve Bannon, as well as Rex right. Priebus. Uh, Steve Bannon is sort of this nationalist, populist firebrand who ran Breitbart News and who was pushing the president in a more uh, nationalist and in some ways a more extreme um, direction on a number of different issues from domestic policy to foreign policy. And he was, uh, you know, ousted from the White House last week, and the people who are taking over are uh, more moderate, um, people who are more in the mainstream. So they are trying to push the president in a more traditional uh, direction. But the president is going to be himself, and he's proven that he's going to do what he wants to do, and sometimes that is not a traditional um, approach that is much more mm -hmm. of a, an approach that can uh, sort of set things off and uh, pit his political opponents against each other and sometimes even pit members of his staff against one another. So it's not a White House that is completely uh, in, in moving in the same direction. There's still those uh, those those fights going on among right. the staff, but um, uh, there does seem to be uh, a change where a number of the people who are causing some of the the, the, the fights are, have been pushed out. All right, Tolu, thank you so much, Tolu Olorinipa, White House reporter at Bloomberg News from our bureau in the nation's capital, along with Isaac Boltanski, senior vice president, policy analyst at Compass Point Research and Trading, also from Washington D.C. A reminder, everybody, you can listen to the president's address on Afghanistan from Fort Myer this evening at 9 p.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Radio and on Bloomberg TV. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. <laughs> 